Welcome to Team Luke for Minds Podcast. On this show, our mission is to help families just like yours. We'll bring you inspiring stories from brain injury survivors, advice from health professionals, and much more to help make the recovery journey a little easier. If you or anyone you know has a, suffered from a brain injury, this show is for you. Welcome to the first Team Luke Cope for Minds podcast. Today we have uh, Executive Director Tim Siegel here to give us his story. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Tim. Well, in 1993, I was named the tennis coach at Texas Tech. I spent 23 years coaching at Texas Tech, a wonderful place, great university. I enjoyed every second of it. But I have four children and decided at that time that I would eventually spend more time with my family. So on July 8th of 2015, after 23 years of coaching, I resigned from Texas Tech. But 20 days later, on July 28th, 2015, my son Luke was involved in a golf cart accident. We were told early on that Luke would never use his limbs or use his voice. He had suffered an anoxic and traumatic brain injury. We spent 44 days in Lubbock at UMC, and then we were transferred to Cook Children's Hospital in Fort Worth, where we spent four months. Luke was in cardiac arrest for seven minutes. He had multiple surgeries, but the one thing we did is we never gave up hope. We knew early on that this was going to be a very, very, very long fight, but we also know for sure that through love, support, therapies, doctors, prayer, that Luke is going to continue to get better. Definitely. So, take us back to your son's accident. Um, what do you think about the prognosis? Well, on September 10th, 2015, when we sat in a room with therapists, nurses, and a neurologist, my wife and I heard the news that based on Luke's MRI, he would never use his limbs or use his voice. We were devastated. But one thing that I have learned, we've all learned, is that we don't base a prognosis on an MRI. Luke is a fighter. He was an athlete. He played all sports. And I believe that his fight, his determination is helping him get better. So for all the families out there, don't be alarmed when you hear a prognosis that's grim. Because Luke is doing more than anyone ever thought he would. He's using his voice. He's using his limbs to command. He can respond by moving his tongue for a yes. He can blink a couple of times for a yes. So we know that Luke is going to continue to get better because of the care and the support and the love and the work that he puts in every day. That's, that's amazing. Um, what therapies does Luke do? And are there any that you would suggest to the listeners out there? On January of 2016, we came back from Cook Children. So after five months, we're now in Lubbock, Texas. There's no blueprint. We're not sure what we're, to, we're supposed to do. But we learned early on that PT, OT, and speech were very important for Luke's improvement. So we do those three two days a week in Lubbock. And then we go to Fort Worth to the Neurological Recovery Center where we are also working on PT and also we're on the local mat, which is a machine that simulates actual walking. It's a tremendous machine, a fantastic place in Fort Worth uh, that has really helped Luke a lot. 
So PT, OT, and speech are extremely important. Getting Luke in the stander, all of the things that we can do to get Luke upright is extremely important. But also Luke has done some alternative therapies as well, which I would certainly suggest to the listeners. Number one, we had done hyperbaric oxygen treatment, 40 treatments that took eight weeks. We've also done stem cell. There's um, plenty of opportunities for for patients of all ages to look into stem cell. We do acupuncture, scalp acupuncture. We have looked into so many different things. We get phone calls regularly, whether it's oils or uh, different types of lotions, or it it could be anything. And I would suggest to everyone out there that that be open-minded. Don't close the door on anything. We do a lot of research on all kinds of different things. We are currently doing a, a, it's called a Tibetan foot soak that's supposed to help with circulation. We've learned a lot from other people that have suggested things. And that's why this podcast is so important and so valuable to so many, because there are opportunities out there that most of us don't even realize exist. So of all these therapies uh, your son does, what do you think was the most important to his uh, recovery process? Well, I think that there's about five things that are tied for number one in the, in, in the most important. And one is that he's surrounded by a lot of love. He's surrounded by family. Both you know, my wife and I are extremely involved in his care. I think it's extremely important for husband and wife to be involved, to feel that you can help. Early on, I was unsure that I could even give meds, I, I, and yet I give meds every day. So I've had to learn things that I didn't know I could, I could do. I also understand that the coach in me has been valuable in helping Luke because I understand that pushing Luke to get the most out of Luke every day is important. He needs his rest, yes, but he also needs to be pushed. He also needs to work hard. And there are days when, and we see so much from responding to commands that he might not have responded to. And I believe that's, that's from how great the therapists are, but also by how hard we work with Luke. It's important also to not allow a nurse or family members just to sit next to your child. Instead, get your child up, work on head control, do a lot of stretching, the muscles, the bones, they need to be stretched. And, and we understand that there's so much more out there for Luke. We are approaching three years. We're almost three years out from Luke's accident, and he is making improvements. Some are small, some are baby steps. But what I've learned is that you put one foot in front of the other because I hope one day that Luke is able to do that. There are days that I'm not sure that I can put one foot in front of the other. But I know when I look at Luke... He gives me the inspiration, the strength, the passion to keep going. I do a lot of speaking uh, throughout the country, and my message is to find your passion, to never quit, to lean on friends, to make good choices, and to have faith. Those five things I share with my audience, but they're also for me as well. And I can tell you that when I was coaching, I loved what I was doing. But I also realized after the accident that I could no longer be a coach, not of a team. And so I started the Team Luke Foundation. And six months in, I had a board. I was excited about where I was going with this foundation. 
But I received a phone call from Rhonda Johnson, who had started Hope for Minds. We met in Austin, and shortly after, we both realized that we have similar missions, similar values, similar goals. So we decided to form Team Luke Hope for Minds. So we have combined efforts, and now we are reaching so many families all over the country. We've had phone calls from families that have suffered near-fatal drownings, families that have suffered from car accidents and different types of of ATV-type accidents, similar to a golf cart accident like Luke's. So I understand that, that we have a responsibility to help others, and it's helping me at the same time. So I am so blessed to be a part of an organization where we can make a difference in so many people's lives because as a father of a son who has a, an oxic brain injury, there's nothing more devastating. There's nothing more tragic. But I'm trying to turn this tragedy into a positive, and it gives me a lot of hope. It gives me the confidence that as we continue to build and get bigger and bigger, that we're able to help more families. And when you help someone, it helps you as well. Thank you for listening to Team Luke Hope for Minds podcast. If you want to learn more, check out our website, teamlukehopeforminds.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. See you all next time.